There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Welcome to the newest episode of Beyond the Fame with Jason Fraley. I'm your host, Jason Fraley, picking the brains of the top filmmakers, musicians, and artists of our time. Portugal the Man rocks the anthem in Washington, D.C. tomorrow night. I spoke to frontman John Gorley about his journey from growing up in Alaska as the son of dog sledding parents to eventually recording the Grammy-winning hit Feel It Still. Hey, John Gorley, hey, thanks so much for joining us on WTOP in Washington, D.C. Of course, yeah, we are here. <laughs> uh wait are you actually here yet or are you still to- are you still on the tour bus or anything <laughs> we're, we're close we're close you're on the way by the time people hear this yeah. i'm sure you'll be in test <laughs> uh anyway uh, yes you're the you know the front man of portugal the man uh coming to the anthem uh there on the at the wharf on the waterfront uh on saturday um the, the anthem's like arguably like the biggest coolest you know spot to play in dc H- have you played played that spot before do you know yeah, it's kind of one of the raddest venues in the country, honestly. I mean, that, that's kind of a stop that every band looks forward to is uh, when we were playing 930 Club, Anthem, like just hitting hitting these shows. Like that's it's always the highlight of everybody's tour. It's funny, like how many uh, Anthem and 930 Club uh, shirts and, and hoodies you see among crew members as you travel around at festivals. <laughs> everybody's repping. That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, the 930 obviously has all that history built in from decades. But then when they opened uh, the Anthem, like, it was the same, you know, same group, IMP. And uh, I remember Foo Fighters, Dave Grohl, because he's from around here. Uh, they, I watched that first, I went to that first concert. And man, it, it's it's just been gangbuster since. It's doing great. Well, well welcome back. I'm glad that you're coming back. Um, What what can we expect from this particular show? Like, I, I'm sure you, you know, you you sprinkle in the hits, the feel it stills, all that stuff. But anything new you, you break out to or, you know, give us a tease of the set if you can yeah i mean well i guess we've kind of looked at the way we've been doing things over the last few years it's like we we typically string songs together and have a lot of these big transitions and this this tour we felt like we just wanted to fit in as many songs as possible so we have we have a a pretty long set list we're we're trying to play through as many different different albums and different songs as we can yeah, people forget that you have what I guess nine studio albums at this point. So that's gonna be hard to. How do you pick and choose? That's gonna be hard. <laughs> we have a lot of records. I remember looking online at one point during the last like big run that we did, and people were like, "Man, they just play covers. They just play these like big epic suites." And you know, I I think it's just good for practice for us to just get on stage and just say, you know, I think we can play twenty five, twenty six songs. Yes, you know, in in an evening, and and still feel like we 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 got we got a lot out there. So yeah, that's that's what we've been doing. We've just been playing 
as many songs as we can in a night. I love it. Wait, I I don't mind a a, a good uh, cover a, a live show. I love when band my favorite bands. You know, uh, uh, yeah, you want to hear the ones you know, but I love when they cover. What, what are some What are some of the cool killer covers that you've done? Like, what, what bands do you usually oh, pay homage to? Dang, dude. Uh, so we do Metallica, we do Slayer, Pantera, uh, lot, lots of Bowie. Like we've done a lot of Bowie, um, Oasis, Don't Look Back in Anger. We we kind of throw in a lot of a lot of different things. It really came about touring through Germany way back on our first record. We we were traveling through, and man, I remember we showed up with a thirty minute album and asked, "What's a typical set?" Like we didn't even realize we were headlining. We just showed up. We're like, "Oh my god, we're the only band we're headlining." Uh, how does this work? And they say, "Well, play at least an hour." And we go. We have a thirty minute album we we don't we don't even have that much music yeah. so i just started stretch th- stretching things out and i would just sing whatever beatles song i was thinking of when i wrote the track and uh it just that is such a huge part of portugal the man and in in these sets what we've been doing is we've been incorporating the band snack time who's who's opening up for us it's a this brass band out of philly who is just the absolute sickest, like such rippers, such shredders. And they're, they're just jumping up and playing like over half the set. We have like a full brass section. So yeah, it should be pretty incredible. It's, it's, it's really, really fun playing these, these sets with all this extra accompaniment and really lifting up a lot of these songs. I love it. You said snack time was the band snack time. Yeah. Awesome. I, I love the name. Well, speaking of which, where does the name Portugal the Man come from? And the little period, too. It says Portugal period the man. Are you just trying to mess with us, or is there is there a method oh, behind so the annoying. madness? Everyone asks it, probably. We are too. so <laughs> annoying. <laughs> yeah, it, so the, the name came from... It, so I, I'm, like, extre- extremely introverted growing up. My parents are dog sled mushrooms, grew up in Alaska. Um, I, I just... I, 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 I wanted to start this project, but I knew I couldn't do it by myself. I just didn't feel comfortable enough on stage. So I, I decided that I would, I would get together with my friends. I would form this group of people, but it's kind of a solo project at the same time. So to represent that, I, I just said, oh, I'll, I'll pick a country to represent it. It's, it's a singular voice in the, in the world that represents a group of people. And in picking it, Portugal was just the furthest place from Alaska to me. It was on the other side of the globe. And why the period? <laughs> the, the period was to stay. I at the time, just to be clear, I am a dropout. Like I, I didn't do high school. I, I dropped out after sixth grade to do homeschool for two years. Tried to go back, and uh, I, I'm giving you my 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 grammar. So it was I was just thinking Portugal's the the name period and uh he's the man. Uh, okay, so Portugal period he's the man. Uh yeah. all right, cool. You gotta you gotta pause when you say it, maybe. Uh yeah. th- all Portugal. right, cool. For punctual punctuation. I love it. And real quick, I gotta double back. Um well I I read this fact uh, before you hopped on here, but I'm glad you, you mentioned it. So I wanna double back to it really quick. So you said your parents were dog sledders. So because you were born in Willow, Alaska in nineteen eighty one. So what what's that like having parents being dog sledders? Like are your dog like you know, most people I mean, a lot of kids grow up with, with a pet dog or whatever, you know, but it's their pet. 
pet. Maybe they're hunting dogs or something like that. But what's it like to, to watch the, your actual pet dog, then they take them out and compete at tournaments? Or how does that work? Yeah, they, they ran the Iditarod sled dog race, um, ran the Yukon Quest. My dad was race marshal, uh, looking after the other teams and the dogs uh, on the Iditarod sled dog race. Uh, I mean, it felt normal to me. It, it's it's a lot like growing up on a farm, I would say. Like, I, I just, there's a lot of sleep habits that are lifelong for me, which are, I'm a really light sleeper because you're used to listening for moose outside. You're used to listening for moose getting into the dogs, like hearing what's what's happening at night. So, yeah, I I mean, honestly, dude, I didn't realize people slept past six in the morning until I was in like my my friends were like high school age. So, like, I didn't realize friends would come over and I'd be like, why are you sleeping? Like it's eight o'clock. Like the sun's been how are you sleeping hours. so late? <laughs> I, I just didn't realize people slept that long. And actually in DC, we have a ton of Alaskan friends coming out for this, this show. Uh, they're doing an, uh, uh, a protest uh, against the Ambler road build uh, up in Alaska. And the we're going to have what a lot protesting? of Alaska. Uh, Amler Road. They're they're proposing uh, this road that goes across the state of Alaska, uh-huh. and it gives access to from everybody on the outside to this like hunting land, and just the potential to divert caribou herds. And I mean, just the the way the way this works is is it's just not great for Alaskans. Yeah. I mean, we've we've gone out there, we've seen what these mines do to the land. Yeah um see what they do to the people when when outsiders have access out there um just keeping alaska for alaskans well they actually they actually played up some of those themes in i don't know if you watched it it's just the season four uh finale was just this past week sunday uh in true detective season four they played in because it was in the night country um but it, i guess it was even further north it, they were like in polar night all the time there was no no daylight <laughs> um but did totally. you did you catch that? There was some like, uh, you know, social commentary of like, you know, the the miners and the, the government and even the law enforcement were sort of all in cahoots. And we won't spoil the, the, the conclusion, but did you catch it? We, we don't need to spoil it. But yeah, it, it, it <laughs> is it, it, it is a, a really serious issue. Missing and murdered indigenous women. Um, what happens when folks come into these towns? It, it is pretty lawless, you know, and you feel very helpless as Alaskans out there. Wow. Wow. All right. And then so how do you know, uh, so that's some serious heavy stuff. Um, And, and the dog sledding is, is a cool, you know, painting your backstory. But like, what, what does the music start coming in? Like, what, what do you listen to growing up there? I mean, I assume, you know, it, what is it? It's you were born in 81. So I guess you're like formative music years are like late 80s, early 90s. It, it's so funny. Like, I, I did not listen to the 80s. I actually don't know a lot of 80s and 90s music. My my dad had actually moved up in in seventy one, so he's basically right out of high school. My dad goes up to Alaska, goes out into the woods, and the whole thing was the back to the land movement. Uh, learn where we come from and learn how to live off the land, and th- that's what he came up to do. So he came up to live off the land. So all of the music, it it was things that reminded him of of New York and where he, he and my, he and my mom come from. He and my mom are from the same little town, Morrisville, upstate New York. And, 
it was all Motown. So we grew up on Motown. We grew up on Sam Cooke. We grew up on uh, Roy Orbison, Gene Pitney. Nice. I mean, a lot of Frankie Valley. Like, that's where, like, a lot of the falsetto comes in. Like, all these great women, like, like all women groups. Um, I mean, that's that's where Mr. Postman came in with, with Feel It Still. These are all, like, really great childhood memories of mine, just driving around listening to this really great era of music. And me making music came out of, playing hockey like uh, eventually i start like we we have to come into town i have to like socialize with kids and this is necessary for 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 this kid you know so they get me into sports i go play hockey and i remember hearing oasis i remember the first time i heard champagne supernova that was the first oasis song i ever heard and i went oh my god i thought all the best music had been made (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> before this point and i realized like oh you you're just doing the beatles you're mm-hmm. just do, you're just actually like doing the beatles right now yeah. heard nirvana here smells like teen spirit hear that and i go oh it's john lennon mm-hmm. and then I, I i hear this group wu-tang clan yeah and what i heard in in hip-hop was this i was connecting to it because i'm connecting to that mic selection that amp selection it's all so small at the time so i'm i may not know the song that they're sampling but i i know that tone i know the sound of that guitar i know the sound of that piano i know the sound of that mic on that piano and it it was just connecting with these things and saying oh my god so you just do the beatles you make you do the beatles today and wu-tang you you sample essentially sample the Beatles and you make something new and something fresh on top of it. And it's just getting together with your friends and making some some music. Wow. That's what it should be. I love it. And and you're so right. I mean, it all just stems back to that stuff. In your case, Motown or, or Beatles and you know, and the people just riff on it and then and then now there's people riffing on Wu Tang. You know what I mean? Like every generation they just keep piling on and adding new layers, but it really all traces back to the, you know, Roy Orbison. And I love that you're saying feel it still the the whoo the the falsetto of Rebel Just for Kick. The falsetto it goes back to Frankie Valley and Roy Orbison and all those greats. I love hearing that. Um, totally totally that's where that's where everything comes from i mean it's it's all about like music to me is about little bits of of progress and personally like i i don't like the rules set in place by copyrights and like the way all this stuff works i believe in honoring songwriters i believe in i mean this was like the whole conversation when we did that that is mr postman essentially it is it's a different song it's it's a completely different song but i i really wanted to honor the people that came before us i love it i'm bradley trainer and i'm don mcclain we have a podcast called blinded by the item a blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out it's a guessing game and you can play along the item might be like this a-list star carries a birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel.
And speaking of people that came before you, didn't weren't, didn't you have an original band called Anatomy of a Ghost before any of this? <laughs> yes, I <laughs> what, did. Let, how do you think that helped cut your teeth and prepared you for Portugal? <laughs> period. The man. <laughs> oh man, that that band. We we went into it with just an extreme work ethic. Yeah, and I I think so. Th- that band is very much like exactly what you think a band is supposed to be. It it is five five friends and we all like different things dewey likes hardcore joe likes led zeppelin you know nick likes hip-hop like john likes the beatles and all these other things and so like i would work on arrangements but i i wasn't really in charge of like direction on it and that was that was nick and joe and you know like my the the biggest thing i took from that is i think it's really important to have have some direction when you go in and really be able to like look to somebody and say okay where where are we going with this you know like who who is kind of like the the barometer like who are who is like the taste in this and portugal ended up being that for me you know i because i felt it was really important that that was like the one missing piece for me but we had so much fun just traveling around. We toured with this band Fear Before the March of Flames and Gatsby's American Dream and Bear vs. Shark. And we had these, I mean, just such fun touring times. We had, I mean, we were so Alaskans. We were like, there is a no drinking rule on tour. Like, we are at work. We are going to work. We do not drink when we're on tour. And I, love, I mean, it was like I love hearing really that. serious. I love yeah. hearing that because so many bands go and get, you know, S-faced. Um, and, and it must be hard to, um, you know, people, you know, my, my wife was in a band for many years and, you know, people just offering drinks up on the stage. She's like, no, nah, I got to sing. So I got to stay, you know, I got to stay with it. So I admire that about you. Bravo. Totally. I mean, that's the way we did it. And, and this band definitely went off the rails at one point. So it, it is, uh, I think they're really great sets of rules to like, adding structure to to something that is so like it's it's so free and so fun and so like i i think it it actually like helped us as like pretty wild reckless alaskan kids Mm -hmm. uh to have like kind of like a a rule that we set in place ourselves you know it, it gave us some structure some discipline yeah well you can't be those wild reckless you know hockey players i'm like you know slap shot or letter kenny you you can't be <laughs> yeah. you can't be that your whole life <laughs> yeah and that at least was, while uh, you're touring me. in your spare time you can do what you want <laughs> yeah no we we were definitely that band like that's great pretty pretty wild by the way was speaking of which what what, what is what is your hockey team in a lot like what do you who do you root for i get you know what i mean like because uh, is it a canadian team would it be like the canucks like what's the closest you know, I, I think my family were like, we, we dug the Blackhawks. Okay. Um, that was just like my team growing up. I was number 27, Jeremy Roenick. Like I was, that, that was me. And we were the Matsu Eagles. That was the team that I played for. I still have my jersey, man. Like it, I, I wore it in the What Me Worry music video. Wait, like the Pee Wee hockey jersey or like high school, you mean? like like little kids that's awesome like my little kid hockey jersey that's great well you know what i mean you we're, we're about the same age i was born in 84 but so yeah you would have been 11 when the mighty ducks came out 
<laughs> oh yeah. So oh, Gordon, yeah. Coach Gordon Bombay was probably a big influence on you. <laughs> big, massive, <laughs> massive in the valley. Flying V, Triple Deke, all that stuff, and then and and then Keenan Thompson in the sequel, Knuckle Puck. Who knew he would go into SNL and all that? <laughs> yeah. Well, now we're doing. Now we're very much taking a tangent. <laughs> <laughs> very much but this, this is good this is good alaskans do love their hockey absolutely but so yeah but so you met all those guys and you formed in alaska but you <laughs> don't you aren't you now sort of based out of portland is that right yeah i mean so when when, when i left alaska i never really intended to leave alaska um it, it was essentially for touring i mean zoe and i we never even had a place we lived in the van up until until 2011 it was essentially right before we had our daughter Frances. uh we we just lived in a van yeah. and it, it was having Frances that that we realized like oh we need some stability but we still need to be able to tour so we have a place in um in portland but also live in alaska okay and I mean, we're, we're like working on getting back there right now and i just cannot wait and it's Wasilla, right? So that's that's you can see Russia from your house. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Nice callback. <laughs> it's like <laughs> Yes. That's been some years. <laughs> it, um, it has been. It has been. Still around, surprisingly. And uh, culture has uh, never been the same. I feel like it just keeps going and spiraling in a in a polarized way ever since. Um, before we go, uh, uh, I do have to ask, feel it still, um, you know, you mentioned it a little bit that it was the Marvel, it's please Mr. Postman, but, um, it, we got to tell everyone it won you the Grammy for best pop duo group performance. So what was it like? Uh, you know, these kids from Alaska, you know, you're playing hockey and m listen to your parents yell mush to dog sledders. Uh, now you're in a room with all these, you know, people in tuxedos and going up on stage. They call your name like that. That must've been like a, ah, get here. <laughs> yeah you know what like we had been sitting backstage and like we were just like okay like management everybody's trying to like sit down like help us like what if, what if we win like and we're like we're not gonna win we're up against Esposito and Justin Bieber like we're not gonna win yeah but we're trying to write this little speech and as they're saying that like I'm, I'm just kind of like listening to it I'm hearing it go down it's like oh thank like here, here's the list of people that worked on it. Thank you. You know, John Hill, Ace Tony, like all these folks. Yeah. And I was sitting there hearing it and I go, you know what? Like this is that's not even what this is about. This band has never been about that. And I rewrote that speech like right before we walked out, which is like, Zach, we have to thank those kids out in Bethel and Barrow and Shishbereff. And that's that's the reason I made this music. I made this music because I grew up in in these small villages these small towns and isolated and and it, it it made me feel like i was a part of something when i would hear these songs when i would hear music that was made in detroit and dc like when i like the first thing i learned how to play and sing on guitar was minor threat by minor threat mm. i mean that was the first thing i asked Zach to show me yeah that's that's what that stuff is about for me it's it's about those kids that are out there still, those kids that inspired me to make music that I sang along with this music with, you know? 
Yeah. And you never know who young listener is. You're going to be inspiring when they come out to the show uh, at the Anthem. Uh, and, you know, they might be some young guy might, you know, 20 years from now be on an interview with either me or some other young schmuck <laughs> and saying, <laughs> I remember going to see Portugal, the man at the Anthem. And, you know, yeah, seriously, it, 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 it goes down through the generations. It's, music is magical that way. That's um, what it's about. That's what it's all about what it's all about well hey you've been generous with your time i, I really really appreciate it um uh, everyone again uh portugal the man is coming to the anthem in washington dc uh this saturday so you, not much time left you got to get those tickets folks hey thanks for doing this john gorley i really really appreciate it yeah thank you so much man yeah thank and, Can't wait. and Seriously, shout out, because usually, you know, we sort of, you know, we, we tease the show and do like a chronological journey through all the albums and stuff. But with you, man, it was like so many interesting stuff of dog sledding and Mighty Ducks. And <laughs> you just ping, we kind of ping ponged around, but it was it was kind of fun, loose in a way. Uh, I love it, man. All right. Be well. See you soon. Yeah, thank you all. Stuff. See you guys soon. Thanks so much for listening to Beyond the Fame with Jason Fraley. Our theme music is Scott Buckley's Clarion. Remember to give us a five-star rating if you like what you hear. We'll see you next time. Bye.